Hey, this is Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, and you listen to IcoPod, the best podcast going today. Holler if you hear me. And we're back with episode 214 of Icopod. I am Bob Gong Jr. And with me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. And fellas, we haven't been together to sit down for a recording in about a month. That's right, baby. <laughs> One month to the day, Icopod has been retired, but we're back and we're feeling better than ever. You guys aren't getting this on a four-month delay. It's seven days that's right because usually when you get an episode it's been recorded about three to four weeks prior to the release date right so now when screech texts us on monday i'll be like you know what i do remember saying that funny thing (laughs) right yeah because we never remember what we talk about uh we are thrilled to be back with the ever mediocre wwf 1996 Uh, austin has not talked to us for about a month because he dreads coming on. Yeah, so he what he did lost it besides being busy as fuck is he blocks us while we're not doing like a pot, he blocks our numbers or mutes the messages. So like Bob will ask us something and then no one will answer right. in the group chat. <clears throat> That's only fifty percent true. The thing I, is that I believe you, he motherfucker. Um <laughs> It's felt like a year since we've recorded for some reason. And we, you know, this is nothing new every once in a while. So we don't get absolutely burnt to the ground. Uh, we take a, a slight hiatus. And of course you would never know that because we're professionals and we haven't missed a week since we started. Uh, well, at least I haven't, I can't speak for everybody on this podcast. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas. Uh, so, you know, every once in a while, we'll take an extended break here. And, and for some reason, I guess maybe it is because I have just been so fucking busy that uh, this one feels like it's been extra long. So when I got a text message nice and early this morning, or maybe it was afternoon, I don't know. Uh, hey, guys, who's ready for Icopod again? I sent the uh, SpongeBob throwing himself in the ground and covering himself with dirt gif. Right, well... What's oh. funny about that, Austin, is you're not the only one who felt like it was long because yesterday, me, me and Bob record the TNA Across the Line podcast twice a week, uh, and we've been doing that for like three months now. And it feels like three months. Maybe it's only been like two. But uh, And I go, Bob, I don't think we've – I like Icopod, it, it feels like it's been gone forever. And I look at the date, and it literally was a month, so, like, and it was just – it felt like forever. Yeah. It was crazy. And I told him. Yesterday, I said, we got to text Austin so he doesn't forget. (laughs) Well, and it's, you know what? It's my cross to bear. I mean, uh, you know, in all honesty, Icopod would probably go down in in flames if I decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. So really what my kind of um, saving grace is, I guess, 
is that it gives me an excuse to watch wrestling because otherwise I don't know if I would at this point. Um, I'll still, well, and it's like, I'll still play the old games. I still get like a, I want chocolate ice cream at 2 a.m. kind of hankering for like an episode of Nitro. So I'll like throw that on randomly. But it's very seldom where I give my, I allow myself the time to sit down and actually put on wrestling that I enjoy. Uh, you know, as opposed to just not watching anything as far as wrestling goes. Because as we've said on a, you know, multitude of occasions, um, at this point, none of us really watch, well, definitely don't watch WWE. Well, I'm joking. I'm joking. I was going to say, dude, well, I was waiting for that bombshell anyway. I'm sober AF, baby. Um, I will not be sober. April 17th, 2022, I'm going to a live show on Easter Easter night. WWE Live, I'm going. Isn't Easter night like the 17th or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Mm. Yeah, and Bob, um, I was being second fiddle for this one because Bob's like, hey, I'm going with some work friend if you wanted to go. I was like, oh. Okay. No, so this is what happened. Well, no, that, I, got, I, got, I got two comments to make. Number one, Austin, you saying that Echopod would go up in flames and probably die. No, listen, the day that you decide to quit is the day that I will continue to go. And even if Dallas is like, fuck <laughs> it. Even if Dallas is like, fuck it, I'm out too. I'll be like, listen here, motherfuckers. I spent, 114, I spent $114 a year to keep this thing going. So this is what I'm going to do. I'd be like, I'll record it myself with audacity. And I will just... Watch the shows, and I don't even commentate. It. I'll just be like, "Ooh, oh." <laughs> no, you'll have to nice. play our roles. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. All right. So, like, it'd be like, uh, "Hey guys, I'm Bob Halley Jr. with me as always, Austin Screener, Dallas. Hey, Austin, how you doing? Oh, fuck. I fucking hate this wrestling dude. Sorry. Dallas would be like, "Yep." <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, Bob. Oh, there's a casket match? Sign me up, dude. That's, yeah. that's right, JR. You want to talk that's about right Impact Wrestling? You want to talk about Impact Wrestling? Let's go. Yeah, dude. Teenage yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Ah! So there you go. I mean, that's that's what you're... Oh, I'm sorry. You had a second point to make. Bob. Yeah, my what second point about this WWE Live event thing. Uh, initially, I was like, uh, no. Why would I go? Watch. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Literally, the next day, I go into work and they're like, hey, you guys see the WWE's coming on the 17th? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, are you going to go? And I was like, probably not. And then they were like, well, like, we should all go and like make it a, uh, like, hang out with our coworkers. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But- so then I was like, wait, I, sh- I should be like, Dallas usually doesn't go unless I go because he has wants to have like a buddy because Kaylee ain't about to go. Well, so I was like, hey man, listen, yeah. like we're probably getting tickets with coworkers and we're gonna get tickets at the door if you would like to join us. And he was like, I'll let you know. Mm. I mean, it is on Easter night. It is a shitty night, uh, and I broke my Easter, dude. Come on. 
I broke my streak from 2004 last year when I didn't go. I was told, you don't even watch that. You ain't going. The first time in the past five years that I really felt like I've lost control of my relationship. And <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You kind of have a point. So I broke my streak. Yeah, so that, you want to know when you've lost control. I had to ask Sarah if Talos could come over last night. I had to ask. I was, yeah, I was laughing with Kaylee about that. I was like... What has my life become, right? What if she said no? Well, she said that. She was like, what if I said no? And I would have been like, too bad. (laughs) He's coming over. I'm just being polite. He's coming over. I don't have anybody over. He's coming over. And then I saw Sarah for two seconds. I said, hi, Sarah. How's it going? She's like, good. How are you? And then that was it. And she went in the room and that was it. She fell asleep. And she was asleep, dude. Just that was it. Because she had been up since we got home at work. Because we work 4 to 1, 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. So she's fucking exhausted. Come 7 o'clock, she ain't slept. And she was like, yeah, I'll just be sleeping anyway. So it don't matter. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I feel like I don't even remember where we're at. Uh, I'm sure Bob has that, plenty to rattle off to here. us. This is why I'm here. So, fellas. We're, this is the September 16th. 1996 edition of we are currently dealing with an intercontinental championship tournament Mm -hmm. we have the semifinals going on tonight back on september 6th we had Shawn michaels the wf world champion successfully defending against goldust that was championship friday that was a special edition um let me actually, I can kind of do even a quicker thing. We're coming off of, obviously, SummerSlam was our last pay-per-view. Uh, there was a whole... We don't got to relive that event. I'm not I'm not going that far back. Don't worry. <laughs> I can at least go back to last week's episode, which was brutal. And I don't mean brutal like, hey, that was great. I mean like, oh, fuck my life. That was pretty bad. Because last week's episode featured uh, Farouk and Savio Vega, which, I mean... They worked pretty. I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal. But we had the stalker, Barry Windham, right, against right. a plumber. Crush, a convicted felon, and that's his storyline, taking on FJF, Freddie Joy Floyd, Tracy Smothers. And in the main event, and one of maybe the weakest ones since Undertaker fought, Skinner also involved Undertaker when he defeated Salvador Sincere. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. And mind you, uh, Sincere had, in fact, debuted back in July and was undefeated, but he was primarily working on superstars and then promptly lost the match in eight minutes. Yeah, and I think they mentioned his undefeated streak during the match, which was the most ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. Right. And we also can't forget that uh, the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund have apparently aligned together. Right. Uh, I don't believe we really know, like, why. Usually not. Okay, so actually it's good because um, the Iron Sheik will be training Backlund's latest acquisition. Oh. So uh, it would look like they're both going to be managing uh, a wrestler coming in the World Wrestling Federation. But tonight we've got... The semifinals, both of the semifinals, we will be having Mark Romero taking on Owen Hart in one of the semifinals. And the second semifinal is Farouk against Psycho Sid, plus much, much 
more. And I can't tell you that much, much more is in fact good or bad. But there has been quite the development here in the World Wrestling Federation. And in The Observer, there is a lengthy, lengthy note about it. And I'm going to try to keep it as short as I possibly can. So I'm, I'm going to get right into The Observer. Now. I'm mad already. I know you are. So back on that Friday, September 6th, Friday, uh, the Raw Change of Friday special edition on the USA Network, which, of course, featured Shawn Michaels and Goldust. Jim Ross on commentary had the biggest news stories of his entire career, which has spanned 20 years. And that was, in fact, the announcement of Razor Ramon and Diesel are returning or negotiating to return to the company. Mind you, Scott Hall, Diesel, Kevin Nash have been in WCW since May, since late May, early June. And they are part of the New World Order with Hulk Hogan. The ratings for Nitro are going through the roof. But by God, they have found a loophole in the contracts to allow them to negotiate coming back into the company. Or <laughs> this have is big news. This is or big have news. They, or have they, fellas? <sighs> because Kevin Nash and Scott Hall knew nothing of this angle, finding out amidst the commotion within the wrestling while appearing on Friday night at the WCW House Show in, Shreve, in uh, Shreveport. There is no loophole in their respective contracts, which have more than two years left nor have there been any talks of them rejoining the World Wrestling Federation. So by the sound of it, they wouldn't be able to come back, even if they wanted to, until probably 1999. Or at least mid-98. Wow. Now, let's just take ourselves out of it for a minute. Could you imagine if, say, A... They did go right back to WWF, and Vince was like, "Ah, well, you know, you guys are doing really good over there, and I don't like it, so I'll pay you the WCW money to come back. So, A, imagine if that happened, and then they did come back. Or, B, imagine if they ended up going back by the time their initial contract ran out, because realistically, it probably would have been a very good career move had they done so. Yep. I think by the end of 97, the fizzle of that group is abundantly clear. And by the summer of 98, there is no real clear direction for them. Now, my, it's funny you bring up the contracts, and I think I might have said this before, but you know what? It's been a month. Cut me some slack. This man didn't want to give these guys guaranteed money. Right. Right, yeah. He has given out guaranteed money to Mark Henry. And Mark Merrill. And Mark Merrill. At least for Henry, a quarter of a million dollars. And Brian Pillman. Right. Didn't the quarter of a million dollars, didn't we find out that that wasn't accurate? I don't remember. Whether it's that or a hundred grand. Whether either way. Either it's, way. It's, it, was guaranteed, it was guaranteed money regardless. Over 10, over 10 years. <laughs> ten Each year for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Until so 2006, Mark Henry, on, a guarantee, on the guarantee, not even including bonuses off of pay-per-views, whatever. Merch. Merchandise. Two, right. And we've had this conversation, because I remember about the merch. Like, what was he selling? Merch? Fake hands? Like, me. $250,000. Now, I don't know what Scott Hall and Kevin Nash wanted for guarantees. I'm willing to bet that Half just from a, a guarantee, Scott Hall was like three hundred grand, And he probably would have stayed. Same thing with Kevin. Just on the guarantee, 
Because they would have made more than that, obviously, with yeah. pay-per-view bonuses and whatever else. And right. Vince Man's like, no, I'm going to invest in Mark Henry and Mark Merrill over Razor Ramon and Diesel. Well, part of me feels like he did that because maybe he felt he got all he could out of those guys. Think about yeah. how stale their booking was by the time they left. I think like, that's a pretty fair point. Trimming the fat. You guys want to go there and make more money? I ain't going to stop you. I, I think he was getting more legs out of Diesel with that bad attitude heel turn. I don't know. Ra- Razor might have been like, you know, what else can we do with him? If you're not going to give him a world title run, what else can we do with him? Like, Is he just going to be an intercontinental guy for the next five more years? Like, what is that really accomplishing? Yeah. Well, realistically, too, if, say, they were to go with option B, and in 98, they leave, jump back to WWF, those two guys would have been on the peak of the wave for both companies. Because realistically, as soon as WCW kind of free falls, it crosses trajectory paths with WWF when they're like, Going to the moon with Steve Austin. So they could have easily jumped off that fucking train wreck that was heading for the ravine and ride the fucking spaceship to the moon and like avoided all of that. So I don't know, man. That's interesting to think about that that's the case that and that's noted here in the observer that they have about two years left. Like that's number one, I feel like the fact that they only signed for three years is weird. Hey, got to test the waters. Unfamiliar territory. Well, in number two, the fact that it's well known, the length of their contract. And it's already being brought up here, and they've only been there for a couple of months. Well, and I think when you're involved in a war, I'm sure these wrestlers are like, I'll I'll do a couple of years because who knows, in two or three years, my value for both of you could be double what I'm making now so right that would probably play a part uh in what's going on there uh there's still i guess kind of quite a bit here to go and i'm not going to read all of this because uh dave likes to put in a lot of words that maybe don't need to be well and there was no and here's the thing there was no way that wwf was ever going to offer them a favored nations deal no no way because Vince has a track record of, hey, uh, Ultimate Warrior, come back and we'll give you half a mil. Right. So, you know, that that could be the case as well. Yeah, that would never happen. Uh, so this was done. Jim Ross's announcement uh, was really kind of a way to uh, make money with the hotline and maybe boost the yeah. ratings for their weekend shows, which would be Mania and Action Zone. Well, Mania got a 1.2, and Action Zone got a 1.7, which is what they usually get. While Raw, uh, referring to the Friday one, got a 2.4, and is actually lower than its average. Now, of course, it's on a different night. Yeah. It's not on Monday, it's on a Friday. It's right. a tape show. Yeah. So that could probably play a part uh, quite a bit. Um, so there is... Um, I guess a rumor here of the two guys that could be playing Razor and Diesel because 
remember, Hall and Ash are not coming in, but they are going to have a Razor and a Diesel. Ridiculous. And those two guys, according to Dave Meltzer, are going to be Rick Bogner, War's Big Titan, as the bad guy Razor Ramon, and Glenn Jacobs, formerly Isaac Yankum, as Big Daddy Cool Diesel. (laughs) So... Dave Um, notes that putting new actors in established roles is commonplace in soap operas, which is a good point that happens. Yeah. And and, uh, oftentimes fans don't care. It's, you know, it gets a character. Uh, And it has been done in wrestling as well, as you'll remember, Doink the Clown. Uh, Mm, With Matt Bourne and all that, you know, they've, they've used several different forms of him. Of course, you know, there's face paint, a wig. You're able to probably cover that up significantly. Right. Uh, the general belief, though, for this plan, if it's used, is that it will backfire greatly. And even though the belief is that Bogner can actually play a decent Razor Ramon, maybe even better than Scott Hall, since he did a great job with the gimmick on an ECW show in Allentown, Pennsylvania, as Slice and Dice Ramirez. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's accurate. I didn't know about that. I didn't, I'll have to look that up maybe during the show. Uh, there is even talk that if the fans reject the characters, that Titan can always turn them heel. Thus, the booze will be the reaction they want to get from the fans. Of course, there are numerous different kinds of heat and different kinds of booze. Not all of the heat for the heel is the kind that is a, seen as a positive. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a potential. There's another potential ending to this uh, this storyline, uh, and it's really kind of to them put the heat. On Jim Ross and saying that his source was wrong and says uh, and saying that the negotiations with the original Razor and the original Diesel would have fallen through. Huh. Uh, he oh, notes God. here that WCW really can't react publicly to deny the story because of the lawsuit, uh, which, of course, is because Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have been using characteristics of their previous uh, characters. Right, right. So uh, that's kind of the thing there. Uh, despite the main focus in the hype on syndication on cable, uh, oh wow, it's even lower. That the Friday show with Shawn Michaels and Goldust doing uh, having a title match, it actually ended up doing a 1.8 and a 3.1 share. So I wonder if the 2.4 might have been for the ninth as well. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that also kind of quells any kind of chance that there is. Uh, interest in moving Raw to Friday nights. Right. If it's doing significantly worse. So that is the the gist of what is going on regarding the fake Razor and fake Diesel storyline. Is that if all else fails, if all else fails, just blame Jim Ross. I think that's kind of funny. Or what you do is <laughs> you have the real guys come back and beat up the fake guys. <laughs> Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> it's like the IC title versus the fake IC title, except it's actual people. Right, in human form. Yeah, yeah. it's like, no, I'm the real guy. He's like, I yeah. don't know, dude. I think I'm the real guy, man. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's definitely not him. What if they did that in, like, 94 with Doink? That's what I'm saying. It's like Matt like, Moore. No, He's like, take Doink. my gimmick off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Well, here is uh, news on a potential legit return. And in fact, this 
this wrestler did return for one week in South Africa. That's right. Bret Hart, he returned oh. on September 8th in Durban, South Africa for a one-week tour. The first show of the tour did a sellout of 9,000 fans. Huh. And Dave believes that the entire tour will be a sellout. Uh, they are taping a live national television show special in South Africa on September 14th in Sun City, headlined by Bret Hart taking on Steve Austin. And they may shoot an angle there to build up Hart's return at Survivor Series. So it looks like we won't see him uh, at least maybe wrestling until November. Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist in freestyle wrestling, oh. 220 pounds, was in the office on September 5th and had a meeting with Vince McMahon. They must feel that there is a decent shot of getting him because of the fact it was announced on television, and there's, but there is no deal at this, uh, at this point in time. Well, and you know something that's interesting that I guess I'm just connecting the dots on now. Uh, so they get Mark Henry. They're talking to Kurt Angle. Very shortly, another uh, pretty prominent uh, fighting personality will enter the company. It's almost like their focus has shifted from, okay, let's find like either guys from WCW that are underutilized and make them into something. But, oh, fuck, now we just did all that and invested all that money, and they're back in uh, WCW. Hence, Lex Luger, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, all these guys. Um, so it's like they're trying to channel different outlets. Like, okay, let's go into, like, the amateur wrestling world or the bodybuilding world or the ultimate fighting world. And it's like, hopefully WCW won't be able to lure these people away because we'll be the ones giving them their first shot. And maybe they'll stay with us because of that. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it, it doesn't make sense, but it's like they're picking way outside their talent pool for some of these people. It does really seem like that. And I didn't even think about that before, really, but yeah. that's definitely what they're doing is trying to get in more, I guess we'll call, um, what some people would say are more realistic athletes, I guess. Sure, right? I was say athletes for sure, yeah. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. saying wrestlers aren't athletes, but you know what I mean. More no, of a main, mainstream like a, athlete. Like, people yeah. look at bodybuilding and uh, more like amateur wrestling as more athletic. Legitimate. More like, yeah, yeah, legitimate. Yeah. Well, I think also maybe like a skill set that's outside of wrestling, like professional wrestling. Right. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. So it definitely feels that way. And like I said, I don't know if that's a, like a conscious thing. I think it is. Or what? It's like, is this an initiative from Vince? Like, hey, if they've wrestled before on TV, like entertainment wise, don't even consider it. Like, go find me these people. Go to these places and get me people. Well, I mean, you look at it now. It's kind of what they do. They're like, for sure. Oh, he's a failed linebacker for yeah. Ohio State. Well, he's got half a good look. the Sign roster. I feel like is like that now. Yeah, that's what NXT 2.0 feels like. Yeah, like they're not. They weren't indie wrestling darlings. It's like, oh hey, this is Rick Steiner's son, right? Football player. So well, that's yeah. Kind of and I mean, I yeah. enjoy him, but it's, from what I've seen. Uh, well, here's another guy that maybe you were referencing. Uh, Tom Pritchard is, in fact, regularly training 
Dwayne Johnson. He is known as Flex Cavana in the USWA over in uh, Memphis. And he's also, I guess, training a couple of other people. Uh, Mark Henry and then another guy that I am not even going to try <laughs> to pronounce his name. Come on, I, we love it when you try to pronounce names. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't even... Achum Albrecht. Oh, okay. Yep. Is it a German guy? I don't know. I said it in a German accent, though, so we're going to go with it. Oh, that that's what that was. Okay. I don't know. He Okay, Okay. so the guy he can't pronounce. He is a soccer. He, played, he has a soccer and boxing background before he got into high-level competitive bodybuilding. He's cool. in his early 30s, which is fairly late to start. I guess the idea of using him is both the physique fetish that McMahon has and the great success <laughs> past marketing. And also yeah. try to, he is a German superstar. Oh, for okay. European For European tours. Yeah. All right. Look at that. Off a hunch, I knew what I was doing. Uh, they are hopeful to get Brian Pillman in the ring by mid-November, but it's too early to pinpoint a date. And they are also hopeful for Ahmed Johnson to return by the December pay-per-view show. Johnson is said to be feeling a lot better. Now, you'll remember uh, Farouk literally exploded his kidneys on Raw a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, which uh, has prompted us to get Ahmed Johnson in a bathrobe doing interviews by his fireplace uh, the last couple of weeks, and he's been vowing for revenge. So we might be seeing him uh, by the end of the year. Uh, they have a Madison Square Garden show. Uh, lined up for September 29th. You guys want me to do the promoted car rundown or not? Why not? Duh. Good enough for me. Well, actually, this is more fun because the promoted card, now we'll really know if we would go to that without knowing the results. That's true. That's a good point. All right. Well, uh, just looking at the first, I don't know, four ma- five matches. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> Stalker, which is Barry Windham, taking on the Goon. Which nope. Is Bill oh. Bob Holly taking on Salvador Sincere. Oh. Uh, the Pug, Alec Portnew taking on Justin Bradshaw. FJF, Freddie Joe Floyd taking on Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Jake Roberts taking on TL Hopper. There will be a four corners tag match for the, tit- for the tag titles involving Owen Hart and Davey, the Smoking Guns. Godwins and the Grim Twins. Oh my God! Savio Vega taking on Steve Austin. Mark Marrow versus Farouk. Sid versus Vader in a lumberjack match. And the main event is going to be WWF World Champion Shawn Michaels teaming up with the Undertaker to take on Goldust and Mankind. And Dave notes that it will be interesting to see how this does. Because this will be the first time the WWF has attempted to run a New York market show without local syndicated television since around 1968. Holy crap. So, that first handful of matches, I don't know if I could survive those. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't fucking survive them. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I'm not going to the show, and it's annoying to think that it feels like we're going backward in time again. And any time that you feel like that with the WWF, it's a sign of things to come, I feel like. 
Because when the house shows are like, oh, guys, those are some new different matches. Oh, yeah, let's go to that. It's like, oh, Raw this week actually wasn't too bad, guys. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then when you get the fucking shit show <laughs> on the house show, it's like, hey, by the way, next couple of Raws, you're going to want to swallow bullets. <laughs> so, no thank you. Also, I want to jump back to a previous point that Bob brought up that we kind of glazed over do you feel do either of you feel that by the time ahmed comes back say it's royal rumble okay until he's like 100 percent. do you feel like when ahmed comes back he'll have the same steam he did before he got injured or do you think it'll be one of those deals where oh yay ahmed's back and then like three weeks later they're booking them like shit, and none of the fans give a fuck about it. I feel like the fans are going to be excited when he comes back. They were, I feel like, getting behind him a pretty good amount. However, I think you have a good point with the he gets booked like shit, and then people stop caring part of that. And I think I think if they get him right away into the, like a hot feud with Farouk, which is assuming what's going to happen... Uh, I think that it can last a little bit. I think that it could that'll kind of save him. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Because he was he was moving up pretty fucking quick. And the and and I guess my point is by asking these questions is because again this is one of the rare instances we've seen. A guy that people like and connect to in some way, organically getting over to where no matter what segment or whatever he was doing, even when there's bigger stars involved, fucking Ahmed Johnson is getting every movie does cheered the fuck out of. Yeah. So I just, I don't know if they'll be able to capture that again because... I feel like, yeah, you can bring him back, do the Farouk thing, and, like, great, that's what we needed. There's their payoff, but then what? And I feel like The Office is going to be, like, okay, then what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Realistically, we probably reached his his peak. And I think that's, like, where I guess where can he go from where he was? Uh, I think that's probably the more interesting part of this. Is is he going to get hotter than he was? I don't know. Right. Right. Will they latch back on in hopes that, like, whatever he was going to do, they still have lined up for him? Which is almost never the case. I think initially that he will. He'll have that steam. But I I think it, I think it really depends on how they follow up on it. So yeah. I think the initial feud, like the return to feud with Farouk, they will have that steam. And then what you transition him into after that. I think it's going to be like a 75% chance that after that happens or after his initial debut and people are excited, they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. So, I'm just throwing it out there because it was something I was just thinking about when you mentioned his possible return at the end of the year. And really, if he's going to return at the end of the year, fucking save it and have him re-debut at the Royal Rumble. 
I think that saving if he's coming at back at, at December, just save it till Rumble. One hundred percent for the surprise king. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, let's get into house show notes. We have two of them. The first one being in Sun City, South Africa, and then the other one being in Louisville, Kentucky. And it's both these shows took place on September 14th. Uh, and the Sun City one was, in fact, televised on oh. Supersport. And Jim Ross and uh, Owen Hart did commentary. But here's the rundown of the show. Crush defeating Aldo Mendoya. Yokozuna defeating the Sultan. The Godwins oh. defeating Marty Jannetty and Leaf Cassidy. Savio Vega defeating Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mark Merrill defeating Davy Boy Smith by disqualification. And in the main event, Bret Hart pinned Steve Austin in mm. 19 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, and he did the old kicking off the turnbuckle reversal spot that we've seen uh, at like WrestleMania 8, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one in, in Louisville, Kentucky, the attendance was 3,262. And it featured the Bushwhackers defeating the... Uh, Justin Bradshaw and Uncle Zeb. FJF defeating T.L. Hopper. Farouk defeating Bob Holly. Jay Lawler defeating The Stalker. The WWF Tag Team Champion Smoking Guns fighting the Grimm Twins to a double countout. Who is that? Is that the Harris Brothers, you think? I'm thinking it's the Harris Brothers. The Grimm Twins? Oh, fuck. Didn't you mention that a couple that, weeks ago? Yeah, that they might be coming back. Yes. Psycho Sid uh, defeating Goldust. The Undertaker defeating Mankind in a casket match. And the WWF World Champion Shawn Michaels defeating Vader. It is the Harris Brothers. Uh, If I had to choose between these two shows, uh, I think I'm going to go to Sun City, South Africa. The first show. So am I. Yeah, yeah. I may have to pick. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Brett, I mean, Brett, Steve Austin, the main event. I mean, yeah. That's enough alone. Yeah. And the other stuff, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we've seen seen it enough. as it At is. least a version of it. Right. So it's like I don't really need to attend it, I guess. So we'll go to South Africa. Yeah, right. we're, yeah, yeah. Well, it is now time for Season 4, Episode 36 of Monday Night Raw, September 16th, 1996. The runtime for this is 49 minutes and 5 seconds. It is the Intercontinental Title Tournament and so much more continuing on here. I'm going to count down from 3. And when I say play, you can follow along with this on the Peacock Network or not. That's fine, too. But uh, are you guys all lined up and ready to go? As ready as I'm going to be. Yeah, somewhat. We'll see if it cooperates here. Yeah, we'll see too. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Here we go, guys. I've been dying. I've been itching to watch Raw since the last time we did it. I like the thumbnail, if that means anything to you guys. Oh, shit, my volume's off. Oh, I thought mine was just extra loud. No, no, it's mine. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Well, we My know that we're uh, here for the weekend, so they were actually listening to volume on the TV. So that's what it was. Okay. Well, we know that if that's Austin's TV, we know that he's at least 34 seconds behind. Are you kidding? What's your time check at? <laughs> 30 seconds? Bro, oh, I'm at 43. Okay, oh yeah. my so, fucking god! So Here we go. Seconds behind. 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. Yeah. All right, now I'm only two seconds behind. All right, that's good enough. Not as bad. Is it me or does Farouk look really fat in his outfit? I mean, should we just address the elephant in the room here? I don't. Oh. I can't believe they're showing these guys on TV. Even old oh footage. Oh my god. We're getting real ballsy. Oh, Gorilla's looking like... Did, oh, shit, am I on? <laughs> Latest on Bret Hart. Look, there's some footage. My I, commitment. He said his commitment to the WWF ended right here in South Africa. Oh, shit. Guys, we're screwed. He's jumping. I'll tell you, every time I see Bret Hart, I think I like him more and more. Next week, we're going to start our Nitro uh, watch-alongs because that's where Brett's going. I don't I don't know if I could handle losing Brett right now. We haven't seen know, him in so long, I don't long, know if though. they could handle it. Yeah. Oh, boy, guys. Jake the Snake Roberts coming out. <laughs> snake bag in hand. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. It's another Raw without Vince. Yes. Yes. I, is, I wonder if this is a tryout for Kevin Kelly to be, like, the face of Could Raw. be. Well, Kevin Kelly's killing it here. And Jake, Jake Roberts is chasing after Jay Lawler. But Lawler was able to escape. You know, you don't trust me, man. Get back over here in this ring right now. Jake Roberts is fired you trust up. me? Who is he fighting tonight? Oh, he, got, he doesn't have his crown. Don't make me go to WCW, man. I'll go. I'll do it. Oh, that's until, quite the warm-up. Look at these warm-up moves. Look Bill what he's Watts doing. fucks me over on my contract. <laughs> and I got to go to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And Jim Corrette is going to give me the title. But I'm not going to show up anymore. I'm doing crystal. I'm doing crack cocaine. <laughs> You can't trust me. Oh, holy! Oh, Could it get any fucking worse? Ladies God and gentlemen, it is the Sultan. This is the Sultan's raw debut. Do you guys yeah. know who the Sultan is? Get ready for this for the next year. Yeah, I think the Sultan's really gonna be making a difference here in the WWF. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, get ready for this for the next year. Yeah. Alice. You're gonna he really. Might, he might be backing that ass up. Here on uh, Jake Snow. Here's the thing. And, and I'll say this. I don't necessarily hate the Sultan. Yeah. I hate the gimmick of the Sultan. Yeah. It's a 1984 character. I just don't understand why they think that's progressive and why that's new generation. I think we're uh, we're out of the new generation idea. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I think we were out of that when I joined the show. I mean, yeah. it could not been that bad. Yeah, that could be the case. Okay, I wonder I wonder if the new generation really was only from like June of 94 till like 
October when it was like King Kong Bundy's coming in and they're just like maybe we shouldn't do the new generation anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because think of it. Most of the people uh, associated with this match right now date back to the 70s. Well, according to the internet, it lasts the new generation to mid-97. No way. No. No way. Nope. Oh, wow. That is just not right. Look at this, like, hair. Well, and that's what I said. I don't hate the Sultan. It's the gimmick. I don't think necessarily the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Chief Roberts doesn't even look. He's taking this guy seriously. Now, for those of you uh, who maybe aren't aware who the Sultan is, and I'm yeah, Screech, I'm talking about you. Uh, <laughs> the Sultan is in fact Fatu or Rikishi. And who? Bob recently bought a Make a Difference Fatu uh, like shorts, right? No. I did not. Uh, we just saw him recently as Fatu. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But, the uh, snuck out he, of he has shaved. He has shaved his head. He has a fake ponytail attached to his mask on top of his head. Yeah. You know what though? At least it's a better mask than Aldo Montoya's. That ain't There's, hard to do though. I mean. Yeah. Lawler says, do you smell the alcohol in his breath? <laughs> Jake here in 2022 has since fallen off the boat, hasn't he? No, he hasn't. Oh. He's got other health issues. Yeah. Well, like, who's he, falling he off like, the I... boat? Is Scott Hall falling off the boat? I don't think I've heard anything about that either. Well, he, no, Scott Hall fell down and broke his hip recently. Yeah, so I guess technically he fell. Yeah. Oh. And I heard that Buff Bagwell's moved in with Diamond Dallas Page. And he needed it, because holy fuck. To get fuck. his life back in order. So he can get ready for some deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, he wants to be a death, the deathmatch daddy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's real, by the way. I fucking love that. I can't, uh, I can't picture Buff Bagwell taking a light tube over the head. Or like going through a barbed wire table. I can't see it. I can't picture him doing much else in wrestling. Well, you know what? He did a Canadian Destroyer one time for AEW, and he thought it was the greatest thing ever, and then no one talked about it after the day it happened. Yeah. Because by that point, everyone's doing a Canadian Destroyer. Uh, so this is our great match to open Raw. Do you guys want to know what's opening on Nitro? Uh, let me so, guess. Randy Savage versus Lord Regal. No, I'm going to no. say it's uh, Ice Train against Dave Taylor. Well, you're both wrong. The WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Rami Ciro Jr., defeated Juventud Guerrera oh, in shit. nine minutes. Oh. It's Why probably probably watching? wicked fucking good. Why and this watching? is what we're watching. <laughs> we're watching this show. What did he just th- Who threw that? I don't know, Sheik? Uh-oh. Is he going for the camel clutch? Oh, Wait, the clutch. ref saw him throw it. Is Jake Roberts about to get nope, up? I they see. just said Lawler threw it, one of the bottles at Jake, so it was Lawler. Is Solid just, Solid just won? Yes, he did. Wow. 
Yep, they are saying this is his debut. He won his debut match against Jake Roberts. Pretty big win for a debut match. Wait, Backlund so, is, looks very impressed, but he's silent. So are we saying that the Sultan is Asian? No, Middle Eastern. Middle yeah. Eastern? Yeah. But it's being played by a Samoan. Right. Yeah. Well, same reason. Yoko's, same re- Yes, Yokozuna. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Again, I don't hate the Sultan. Okay, so guys, if you think about this, right now we'd be just seeing the end of Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Juventud Guerrero. Probably nonstop fucking action. Because we're at nine minutes and three seconds, so yeah. That's depressing, Dale. Brian Pillman here on TV with Owen Hart backstage. Haven't seen Pillman in who God knows how long. Well, Pillman's saying he's got an exclusive interview coming up with Bret Hart. And Dallas, think- I'm I'm pretty sure that this first hour of Raw is going up against the second hour of Nitro. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Because Nitro, I think, is 8 to 10. Well, I can't tell you what and happened Raw's when, but... Look at this. Steve Austin just walked in. So all three of these guys hate Bret Hart, right? By the looks of it, yeah. Now here is Bob Holly and the Pug. No, that's Charlie Haas. Yeah, maybe. What is, what's the Pug? What does that mean? I don't know. I think it's like an amateur wrestling thing, isn't it? I don't know. But here come the smoking guns, the WWF Tag Team Champions. Billy Slaughter like he's got a stick in his ass. And you know what, guys? Since the last time we've recorded, yeah, Sonny's news. been arrested again. <laughs> so make sure you turn off that auto renewal on her OnlyFans because she ain't going to have new uh, content. Well, you can enjoy the old content. Yeah, but... You probably want the new content as well. One of these days, dude, somebody's going to sign up. If you guys split it, we'll share a password. That's all I'm saying. Uncopod oh email address. I'm just saying. Doesn't she charge like $40 a month? It's 30 All right, well, that's all it's my 30. streaming services put together to see Sonny's tired old pussy. That's so funny. Well, when she comes back from jail, she'll do a sale and we can do it. There's just a picture of Sonny, just keep, the same one they keep dropping from the ceiling. Yeah. With a pearl necklace, Gorilla Monsoon's like, oh, I better stop jerking off. Wait a second, wait a second. Sonny might be out of jail again. What? She's posting on OnlyFans. About to get to bed, but tomorrow some hot new solo stuff will be shot and post. No way. And she's got Cameo posted, so she's she's back, baby. Hey, everyone, I'm sorry I've been absent, but I've been in the hospital again. Get the fuck out of here. Sonny just had a huge poster. Oh, I thought they were going to leave it for the whole match. That'd been great. Oh, that would have been awesome. The crowd behind it wouldn't have been able to see shit. He wouldn't have seen nothing. I like how Sonny says, oh, I was in the hospital, not the fucking police station. Yeah, it well, was in jail. Well, on February 20th, she ran a 50% off sale. If you oh, buy any one video, get another shit. one for free. That's another deal, too. So, see, guys, we're really fucking up. We need to sign up with the IcoPod email. Bob, send me your credit card information, and we will split this oh, ways via PayPal or Zelle. <laughs> uh, Billy is wrestling with a cast on his hand, by the way. 
I wonder that I don't have anything regarding an injury, so I don't know what that could be from. Oh boy, Jim Cornette with British Bulldog and Owen Hart coming down to ringside with chairs in hand. Jim Cornette looks like he's in his pajamas with a Vader shirt on. Hey, speaking of Vader, Austin, did you see the news? Vader is being inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. I did, but here's the thing: they could have done that when he was alive. So fuck you know, I've, I yeah, I've never understood that, dude. Just do it while he's alive. They never induct people right after their death ever. No. They could have done China while she was alive, but nope, couldn't have done that. Nope. We're going to see Jim Cornette's workout later tonight. That's why he's dressed oh, like that, apparently. Oh, okay. When Edge retired, didn't they put him in the Hall of Fame like the next year? Yes, they did. Do you think they're going to induct him again for like, they'll be like, hey, Edge, this is your induction for your career from 2020 to whenever you retire this time? Well, if they don't want to get some other good people, then yeah, they'll do that. I think that's what they're going to have to end up doing. I'm waiting for Triple H's fucking Hall of Fame induction. Well, he just had the heart surgery and stuff, so they almost did it because he almost died. But then they were like, eh, Undertaker. Undertaker. Cornette is throwing water at Sonny. That's rude. You think Cornette tried to bang Sonny at one point? No. No, but he certainly invited her to the hot tub. I bet you, I think New Jack tried to bang her in Smoky Mountain. I bet you New Jack did bang her. That's true. That's probably a good point. You're going to tell New Jack no? I wouldn't. Uh, the guns here are definitely past their expiration date, in my opinion. Uh, it sure feels it. Yeah, but when you don't have any other tag teams, I mean, what do you what do you expect? Did you guys you guys watch Chappelle's show? Mm, not really. I did. <laughs> when you said the new, would you say no to New Jack? It reminds me of the sketch, like the real world sketch when. It's like one white guy in a house with all these with all uh, black roommates, and his <laughs> girlfriend comes and he's like, it's like I think the guy's name is like Tyrell or something. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And then the girlfriend's like, you have nothing to worry about, honey. And then like it goes four hours later, like they're banging right next to him. And <laughs> he's like, he goes. Tyrell goes like, I'm gonna bang your girlfriend, and you're gonna jerk off it while I do it. And he's like, "Please talk about it. that's not gonna happen." And like later that night, he's banging his girlfriend, and the guy's like, <laughs> crying. And he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's a classic. It's a good show." Inside created by the pod, we might have a win. No. Love Here's the thing: though. Why is the smoking guns having a match at length with these two assholes? I don't know. Is Billy's hand broken or wrist? It sure seems like He's it. wearing a cast. For sure that's a hard cast. It's black. Yeah. Well, and remember, wasn't Billy out for a little while because of that? Mm, I don't remember that. Is he? Around WrestleMania, was he? So you're telling yeah, me he's had that oh, thing on was, that long? He was hurt, and that's why there was the tournament. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah, in the spring. Yeah, Lawler just the, called them for missing the tag, but that's okay. Bob Holly's in anyway. They did miss the tag, too. 
Bob Holly's hair is like glorious right here. Yeah, it's looking and good. look at it flowing in the wind. It's a little Frankensteiner. Oh, I just don't know who saw this guy and said, "Hey, let's make him a race car driver." Because he was well, one. He was. But one, like, yeah. so what? It's part of his uh, personality. Oh, Sonny crotched him. What a bitch. I can't believe she'd do that. You know, it's unfortunate that they view Bob Holly as an occupational jobber. Being a race car driver and all. At least they didn't cut his brakes. I don't. <laughs> and then I have him lose at SummerSlam anyway. <laughs> I'm such a heel booker. Oh. He would have quit, dude. Nah, he was fine. What the fuck just happened there? What Who the threw hell? All that oh, my God. Who threw all that water in Owen's face on the apron? No, Owen threw it at Billy. Yeah, but it, like, went all over him. Yeah. Wait, I'm confused. Are Owen and Bulldog going for the gold now? It does sound like, like they are, yeah. And, like, why? Because, like, that's random. Because they can't come up with plans. Sure seems like that's true. At least it's, like, legitimate guys. Oh, Billy slapped the drink out of his hand. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that's not how it seemed like it was supposed to go. No. And Bob Holly picked up maybe the biggest win of his life. <laughs> pinning Billy Gunn from behind in a non-title match. Gorilla Monsoon standing by. After that just means commercial. that next week uh, on Raw, Bob Holly's going to get murdered by, like, Farouk in 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When you're going skydiving, the one thing I want to do is fucking get WWF 96 on a small television. I was going to say, how is he watching that? I don't know. Oh, Cool. Oh, this is for a superstar. It premieres this Sunday at 11 a.m. Wow, I've been waiting for that. So they just they just had a plane jumper fall to his death to promote their show. Yes. Speaking of lies, standing by Gorilla Monsoon. That's what they just said. They're gonna be here live on Raw next Monday. Give us the dirt, man. What's going on with Razor and Diesel? We need to know. And why do I have blue tint on my glasses? I'll tell you, Jess. Oh, they're saying you've piqued my curiosity of who will actually be appearing. Oh. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will not be appearing. Because they're both under contract to another organization. So they're apologizing to the fans now. I like how he's sitting in the law offices of Bogan's Muns and Muns over here. <laughs> and I'd like to remind you, great fans, all you have to do is call 1-800-LAW-1333. Okay, so Vader and Jim Cornette in the ring now. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash name dropped on Raw are not coming next week. I feel like that's such a waste. 
And the talent backstage has to be like, fuck, why don't they just use me instead of talking about these assholes? It's time! Time! Whoa. Vita! Time! Time! This Hall of Fame thing, are they going to show any WCW footage, you guys think? No. Um, I I think so. Are gonna, is there going to be people there this time or what? Um, well, for example, when they inducted Razor Ramon, I mean, obviously, I know they inducted the character, but stupid, and they only showed that. And I think that was dumb. They like to still pretend WCW wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they definitely did like downplay its historical significance. There's no question about that. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't a real thing. Guys, what are they talking about? I don't care, but like, I should probably know. Who the hell is that guy? Jamie Noble. I mean, it looked like him. Why is Cornette doing a public workout? Tony Williams. Oh, oh he's from Memphis. I've never even I've never uh, realized that. Look, okay, this is a public workout, Jim Cornette. He's very small, this guy. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure he was tag team partners with um, Brian Christopher. Oh, wow. Cornette couldn't pull his pants up any higher if he wanted to. And those pants look like a fucking 3X. You know, I would sit here and say, like, I wouldn't wear those pants like that. But I I think I wore those. I think I wore my sweatpants today like that. Well, you should be embarrassed, Bob. Well, I'm not. Okay, I'm proud. Um, and this one goes out to all the fat people of the world, okay? Because I'm one of the only fat people who don't do it. But do not. More specifically, fat women. Stop tucking your fucking gut into your pants. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't hide the fact that you have a gut. If anything, it accentuates your gut. Because I can see that a part of your body that's not supposed to be inside your pants is in your fucking pants. That'd be like hiding a dick under your shirt. You can see the dick. I've had to do that. I just don't get it. Buy longer shirts if you feel like it's you have to tuck it in because it's going to peek out the bottom. It, shit, it drives me nuts. And I feel so bad for people. It's like, dude, stop tucking that shit in there. Because number one, it don't look good. And number two, there's going to be a big crease in your fucking stomach. And then when you take it off, you look like uh, two pieces of Play-Doh rolled together. 
that. So you're making it worse. Just take it from me, a fellow fat ass. Don't tuck your fucking gut into your pants. Jesus. Cornette, that goes for you. That ain't right. Or you, Bob. What? We're we tucking your gut into your sweatpants like you just said you do. I do that sometimes. Sometimes it's comfortable. Don't fucking do it. You know what? I'm going to put my shorts up over my belly button. <sighs> rant over. Hashtag rant over, okay? Stand up and show you my look. Here comes Mark Mero to fight Owen Hart. Oh, my God, Bob. What are those pants? My, uh, my Macho Man USA. They're sweatpants? Shorts. Oh, fuck out of that. Dude, that's how people wear them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do. For the rest of the show, I'm just going to give myself a massive wedgie and probably get a hemorrhoid. <laughs> what you, would you have for dinner tonight, Bob? Uh, I haven't had anything to eat yet. Oh, uh, you know what? That's a lie. I had a turkey uh, turkey sausage wrap oh. to finish off my uh, sausage. Nice. I had a warmed up burger. I'm hoping that I have macaroni and cheese in the cupboard, and I will make that after we record. Um, all right. I have a decent... A uh, positive outlook on hopefully this match. I don't know, though. Yeah, we'll see. I really wish Owen would stop wearing that fucking thing on his arm. I like how dirty it is. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we're in an arm hold here. Now, if they were smart, they would have had this open up Raw to go against Hoobie and Ray. Well, like I said, I'm pretty sure that Nitro was 8 to 10. Uh-huh. So Ray and Hoobie would not have been going up against what we saw. No, I think you're right about that, which is, uh, I didn't think about that. I, you, don't, you- I don't think it was 9 to 11. For Nitro. Do you want to know what else happened on the show? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, So after the the Hoovy Rey Mysterio match, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Ice Train. So Bob was (laughs) right, Ice Train is on the show. Uh, Then following that, the Mexican heavyweight champion, Conan, defeated Super Calo. Okay. Okay. Conan was accompanied by Jimmy Harder. Uh, Then Brad Armstrong defeated Hugh Morris. Then Scott Norton defeated Randy Savage via disqualification because they were fighting on the floor, and Savage struck Norton over the head with a steel chair. Of course. Then Glacier defeated Big Bubba. Oh, which is uh, this was Glacier's debut. Uh, well, well, I believe that was Nitro. his debut for Nitro. Yeah, Nitro debut. He had, I believe, his official debut was on fucking Pro. Which is insane. I mean, the guy was being promoted for literally months, and they debut him on WCW Pro. His blood ran cold, guys. What can I tell you? Apparently. Oh, Gorilla Monsoon's on commentary again. Well, he's over the... Oh, there he is. 
picture in picture. This Merrill's got a roll up here on Owen, but he's not going to get the three count. Only a two count. Drop kick by Owen. Um, there's some more matches. Uh, the WCW US champion Ric Flair and Arn Anderson defeated Chris Jericho and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Then, uh, let's see here. It looks like uh, Bischoff said that the NWO earned their own show uh, per their demands before War Games uh, oh, during God. during that match. Then it looks like this is the main event. Lex Luger defeated Chris Benoit and Steve McMichael via disqualification. And my thing moved. Uh, in a handicap match, when Ric Flair and Arn Anderson ran out as Luger had Benoit in the torture rack. And their newest member, the NWO's newest member, they sent word, would be referred to as Six. Six back. Make some noise. I think that's a decent little uh, pickup there for WCW. Right. That doesn't sound like a bad show. Really wish I could watch it. Oh, you but here I am watching Owen Hart put a sleeper hold on Mark Merrill when I could be watching Diamond Dallas Page give Ice Train a diamond cutter a bang. Fuck Ice Train. That is mean. That's what I think. Oh, Dallas, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. Apparently, AEW premiered the wrong episode of Dark Elevation tonight. That's funny. That's pretty good. How'd they manage that? I don't know. Well, that's what I just saw here on the good old Twitter. How was the pay-per-view, guys? I thought it was pretty pretty good. Uh, I thought it was good. I, def- I think it was worth the money that we spent buying it. Yeah. How much are they charging for that anyway? Fifty bucks. Yeah. But I mean, it's literally a five-hour show, so. Right. Mankind. <sighs> Mind of a menace. Is it in the middle of a match? Yep. They've done this a few times though. Jesus. Pray for him. Shawn Michaels vs. Mankind. Mind Games. Live this Sunday. Pay-per-view, guys. That's our next episode. His own heart gives shoulder blocks to Mark Merrill in the corner. I don't know. I've been pretty uh, disappointed thus far, I would say. Because, like, why aren't they doing anything? Back body drop. Yeah, you would think these guys would uh, be picking up the pace here. It's been pretty slow. As, Especially because uh, this is for point. the fucking... This is important, this match. Yeah. Well, a I don't think this thing. is as bad as it could be. It ain't mind-blowing, but what do, you, what do you guys want? I mean, we're watching Raw in 96. Yeah. Slingshot... 
splash onto Owen. That could be at one, two. No, Owen. If that was it, dude, fuck them. Replay. Keith in the truck. Yeah. Mark Merrick comes back. Oh, God. They bumped heads. Uh-oh. Is he taking the cast off? Yeah. Oh, no oh, way. Oh, shit. The ref literally looked, just looked to the side. Look how Can loose he? it is. I'm trying to get it on. It's so funny. Can he just be done with that? One, two. Oh, Meryl kicked out. Wow. I didn't think he was going to kick out of that. Miro oh. has it. Oh, he hit him in the chin, but the ref looked away, so he didn't just see it. What? It pins Owen. Oh, what a dumb. That's so dumb. That is a disappointing match. Well, hopefully that means Owen won't wear it anymore because it screwed him over. Yeah, it might. That was a pretty bad finish. Oh, look, Miro just stomped it, too, so. That was a bummer. I mean, those guys are probably capable of a lot better than that. No doubt about it. Okay, so you guys want to see Miro versus Sid or Farouk for the finals? I'm mad Owen didn't advance. How did he get beat by fucking Mark Merrill? Uh, You know what? I'm going to say that uh, I feel like Farouk is going to be somehow pulling it off, right? I don't, I don't think we're going to get a Sid and Merrill. I mean, that's kind of what I think, too, yeah. So who's going to attack said to take him out is kind of where I'm getting with that, I guess. <laughs> the Sultan. The Sultan. And then they're going to form a team and it's going to be called Salt Sid. Oh, this is uh, footage from the. Yeah. For her final match. Yeah, after the event. I just want to say one thing, Brian Pillman. You are a liar. Oh, he's calling Brian Pillman a liar. That ain't right. Oh. I'm here in South Africa, and Pillman, you lied. Because you told me they had the WWF ice cream bars here, and they don't even have regular ice cream bars here, Pillman. So when I get back to WCW, I'm telling Bischoff not to rehire you like your whole plan was originally. Uh, so he's saying that Pillman lied about him being in Philadelphia for the pay-per-view for this interview because uh, he's not going to be. Well, fuck it. To be honest, I just haven't decided what I'm going to do. Sonny has changed her outfit to bring out Farouk Assad. What is that oh. outfit? You almost elbowed that guy. Man, Ooh, get the fuck away from me. Man, I know I look like an idiot. Don't tell me about it. Man. I'll be back. It's got to suck that your whole reason to come into the company is to hurt somebody. And then, oh, shit, I actually did it, and now I have nobody to feud with. 
It's coming. Who? Totally interactive. Unpredictable. On September 21st, the World Wrestling Federation is going to revolutionize the world of sports entertainment. Plug in September 21, USA Network. What does that mean? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. At least we don't have to wait too long. I'm assuming, what was it, Livewire maybe? Yeah, they just said Livewire. Yep, they just said it was Livewire. I love said music. Who's the man? That's going to be the Intercontinental Champion. Because you have half the brain. (laughs) I have half the brain that you do. I love fucking... Nash I'm sorry, guys. Genuine... Let's start. We're live. Okay, well, I will beat you. I Let's love go. Nash's genuine laugh when Sid says that to him. Yeah, he look. Doesn't he look at Scott Hall and he's like, "What?" <laughs> Dude, it starts busting out laughing, and he's got the fake Sid face on at the time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think so. It's either the fake Sid or Vince, but I think it's Sid. Dude, so funny. Fucking Sid. So funny. WWF Livewire. That's L-I-V-W-I-R-E at AOL.com. It probably works like shit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Got to sign on to fucking AIM if you want to go to Livewire tonight. I wonder if uh, that email address still works. I'm sure it does, right? Like, I think my AOL email still works. <laughs> Although I don't know how to even log in. I remember me and Bob used to be AIM friends. You did? No, we weren't. No, we were not. What was your AIM screen name, Bob? Uh, Calling boy with like three eyes? Boy. No, no, it was super basic. It was just like Bobby4689 or something like that. My birthday. Oh. I wasn't, I wasn't like, you know... Uh, sad, sad girl, uh, 42. Uh, let me guess your friends list. It was smarter child. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. The robot you can talk to. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, fucking smarter child. And then there was another robot guy that you could talk to. I, I Dude, the robots were awesome. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I talk to them all the time. I I told you guys the story of how I uh, tricked people in the AOL chat room thinking I was like a (laughs) WWF wrestler, right? No, you didn't, but you're going to tell us now. Okay. I'm sure I did. But I like tricked a guy. I guess, I mean, I was a kid. I was like 10, 11 years old. And I was chatting with some other kid who was like 10 but i i mean i'm assuming it's 10 i don't think it was rob feinstein it could have been i don't know but i um i was like he he was like oh like what do you what are you doing i'm like oh i'm a i work at the office i'm a wrestler or no i was like i I work at the wwf headquarters and they're like what you do and he was like are there any wrestlers there and I was like, yeah, man, all the time. Like, right now, today, like, Big Show's here, Big Boss Man. 
uh, <laughs> and like like talk to Michinoku, and he was like, "What? Can I talk to one of them?" And I was like, "Yeah, hang on a minute." So <laughs> Baruch just hit a back suplex here on Seth, and so I, uh, I, go, I I I wait like literally I wait like ten minutes, and then I go, "Hey man, it's me, Big Show. What's up?" <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "No way!" And like he tried quizzing me, like, "Is this really a Big Show?" Like. What was your name in like WCW? And I was like the Giant. And he was like, Whoa! What? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. So I just kept it super basic. Who are you talking to? Some other kid. Like, oh, here's Ahmed Johnson in a different rope. It's a green one. Usually it was red. Some other kid. Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. Because you know you could go, you could find chat rooms based off of common interests, and I put in wrestling, and there was like, I don't know, forty people in a chat room. And the guy like messaged me, and he was like, "Man, what's your name?" And I was like, "Bob." Giant. I was like, "Bob," and he's like, "Oh, like what? What are your hobbies?" And he's like, "Oh, I, uh, I actually, I work for WWF." What? Who's there? Uh, now you realize, Bob, there's somewhere in the world right now oh, where I there's know. a kid, and now he's a grown adult, probably okay. my age. Yeah. yeah. Who thoroughly believes he once talked to an insider who put Big Show on the other line to talk to. Him. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of maybe the first instances of online catfishing. There we go. That's probably the first time right there. Yeah. Between that and Rob Feinstein, who knows? Yeah. Pretty bad. Sid just caught Farouk on a top rope crossbody with a power slam for a two count. Sonny almost had a heart attack. Uh, yeah, I'm not proud of it, but you know what? It's a good time. I don't know. I was Randy Savage pretty early on in the uh, Facebook timeline. Yeah, and you were getting TNA producers trying to book you for a fucking show. Yeah. That, you know, one time I was in a chat room and I was like flooding it with my fantasy booking. This was like 2003. It got to the point where I got I got kicked out. <laughs> it locked my AOL internet, and the only way I could get unlocked is my mom had a call. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine the embarrassment of having to wait for my mom to get home. She tries to get on the internet, and she's like, why is I, Why am I locked out? How come I won't do it? And I, was, I had to explain to her what I did. She, she probably was, thought you were looking up porn. Yeah, well, that would have been a lot better than uh, flooding a uh, chat room with, hey, guys, read what I wrote about a Booker T. Christian match in 2003. And what'd you do? You just kept posting it so it was, like, spam? I... I didn't like I didn't like flood it flood it but the only thing I would comment is that so I would do that and I would wait <laughs> and I would do it and I would wait so people would have to read through your bullshit yeah <laughs> but here's and here's the thing it wasn't even like a link it was the whole like match that's awesome and i used to write them out like move by move like (laughs) so it's a significantly long thing to read i guess that's so annoying because i didn't have a website or nothing like what am i supposed to do with that 
<laughs> so yeah. Not proud. Uh, this Sid match is still going on, and it's funny because it's almost like they just keep no selling each other's moves. Right. Headbutt. That should be a DQ. Uh, Farouk hitting a headbutt with his headgear. It almost looks like a do-rag. Uh, a little bit, yeah. The back flap of it. Is the flap new? I don't remember seeing the flap. No, before. it's been there. Oh, okay. Choke slam by Sid. But can he can't get, get the cover. No, someone's Sonny's on the apron. Sonny Siaki. Farouk's going to the floor. It looks like he's going to grab a chair. Still, what are you going to do with the chair, Farouk? Still oh, real to us.com. Chris Jericho turned down a big offer from AEW. Oh, wow. Well, he's wow. still there until uh, 2023, so he's going to deal with it. Um, I didn't realize, but the finals is actually not at the In Your House show. It's on Raw next week. What? Yeah, they just said that. We're guaranteed a new champion on Raw next week. Sid is a chair. He lines it up. Oh, my God. He didn't even hit him. He, they, they rang the bell, yeah, right before he even really did anything. Well, I think he I think he didn't hit him, and they they try to cut it to where he – oh, my God. Sid is this huge man, and he's so delicate with a chair. Ugh. That was bad. Well, Sonny's pulling out Farouk. He's trying to save him. Farouk Assad. Guys, that was a really good match. No, that was pretty boring. Marrow and Farouk. Who are you guys putting the belt on, Marrow or Farouk? Farouk, I guess. Farouk to hope that Ahmed's going to be back soon. Farouk Assault from Willy Wonka. Oh, what is this? Oh, The Undertaker. Okay. After this Gold Sunday, Gold Dust. Look at the shitty little cross with lights. Yeah. Oh, is he talking about Gold Dust? Yeah. I may have forgotten to dye my hair and beard back to black. But it doesn't matter. No, dude. I think this is them saying that he's human now because Paul Bearer has his power. So he can't dye his hair anymore. Mm. He's aging. What if he was aging and then slowly was turning into a 95-year-old man? The oh, final he, curtain match. Undertaker he's the new home. Undertaker. Mark Henry was Jerry Lawler at nine games. Whoa. What the fuck? Why? It should be Jerry Lawler and Jake the Snake again. Smoking guns against Owen and Bulldog, so they are, in fact, going to wrestle. Jose Lothario against Jim Cornette. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. And for the cha- WWF Championship, Shawn Michaels against Mankind. Tell you what, that card doesn't sound terrible. No, that's not a bad card, really. Really? Even with Jose Lothario and uh, Cornette and Mark Henry against Jerry Lawler? You know it's going to be funny well, in Well, I think cases. Lawler's going to get squished. You're looking better.
Wait, we're having another boiler room brawl? No, it's him against... Uh... Or they're just saying uh, we live in the boiler room still. Yeah, I don't think it's another match. He's rhyming. Oh, my God. You can barely hear what he's saying. He's, like, squeaking. Wow, that's how we go off the air, huh? Yeah, dude, thrilling. Interesting. Well, I'm going to say that that was a dud of an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even it the in-ring stuff. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, like, all the promos were shit. And Jerry Lawler talked a lot. But, hey, the matches were good. Yeah. But, like, that's not what happened. No, I mean, we got a, a uh, upset with Bob Holly getting a win, but. Well, yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Yeah. At least this might mean, though, that, uh, I mean, realistically, the guns have to be done with the straps. I don't see them retaining against Owen and Bulldog. Right. No, I agree with that. There's no way. So, I guess there is somewhat of a silver lining. Could you see Mankind winning the belt from Sean? Um, If they did some fuckery... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I buy him into being a champion. I mean, he's beaten That's Undertaker. A thing. And... I think he's certainly a good cha- – I feel like he's a good challenger because, I mean, he's been kind of climbing up there. But um, I don't know. He's the hottest heel for sure. Right. But that makes me worried that if, if Sean beats him, then it kind of kills that momentum. And then, then, then what? I think there's going to be... I think Undertaker will get involved. In a weird way, I almost feel like the Mankind character is too chaotic to be the champion. Because, like, why would weird Boiler Room Mankind even want the championship? So that he can make more money to upgrade his Boiler Room. To me, I feel like they're going to do a DQ finish, and it's because... Mankind just goes nuts and either keeps Sean on the outside of the ring or is using weapons or something. I think I think Undertaker is going to fuck him over. That's what I think. Like, there will be a DQ, but like Undertaker will choke slam him through the announce table or something. Mm. And Sean will retain that way. <clears throat> and then maybe like, even Vader will come out again and then it will be Sean. Right, Vader right. Again. Well, He'll say, like move, they... move, move, <laughs> move. You, you fat piece of shit, move. You're supposed to move. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, for the go-home episode of Raw to be that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't think it uh, added my interest to the pay-per-view. Which is the point of no. Go-home. I did like that they showed, like, the card right at the end, though. I did like that. That was nice because, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's not something they've really done. Like, here's here's the entire card, essentially. So I like that. Yeah, I did. I did like that as well. Who do you guys have the most interest in on this show? 
On this specific episode? Yeah, this episode. Uh, uh, Sid? I'm going to say, honestly, I, I don't know if it's the right, the right answer lost. here, but... Yeah, but I'm interested in his. I'm interested in his character. For me, like I think I'm gonna say Brian Pillman, because when Pillman comes uh-huh. on screen, I want to listen. I want to know what's gonna happen. I know he's not working in the ring and stuff, but like he's got my attention when Brian Pillman comes on. Yeah, just like how Sid has my attention when he comes on. I, well, and I maybe you can make a case for both of those guys in this sense, but I I just wish there was more direction with both of them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Although, once again, I mean, with Pillman not being able to work, I mean. Yeah. I don't right. know. Austin, who, know. Are you, who are you most interested in? Um, I, it's kind of split for me because I love the teaming, and it's been a team that I've been waiting to be put together for fucking two years now. Owen and Bulldog. Love that team. Mm-hmm. Love the chemistry. Legitimate team. Entertaining. Can wrestle in the ring. Can usually make their opponents look decent. I'm excited for that moving forward. But to be honest with you, and even though we only saw him a little bit, I do think there's some momentum for Steve Austin building. Sure. No, there is for sure. Especially... If the golden boy Bret Hart's coming back, and that's who's getting programmed with him. Not Shawn Michaels, not fucking Undertaker, not Sid, none of them guys. Right. It's, I mean, I think at this point, it's clearly Steve Austin. Yeah. He's fighting him on the fucking tours. So, for me right now, and even though we only saw a brief moment of him this week... It's like, dude, how is that going to work? And it's to me, man, it feels like Batman and the Joker. That kind of perfect fucking antithesis of each other. Bret Hart, fucking straight laced, you know, shooter guy, grew up in the business, fucking Mm kind of has always really been a top guy wherever he goes sort of deal. And then it's like Steve Austin, who's the total opposite. This redneck guy who's got shit on, stomped on, told no. Fucking, you're garbage. Nobody wants to pay money to see you. Can't do shit. And then he comes in this and it's like, oh, nobody knows who you are. You're the ringmaster. Maybe we'll fire you. And like, no, I had to build my own gimmick. And now these two guys are about to fucking fight? Perfect. Perfect. So, for me, again, even though we only saw a little bit of both of those entities, I think the people I'm interested in the most right now are are Bulldog and Owen together. Yeah. Because I think separate, they get lost in the shuffle right now. Sure. They don't know how to book those people. Uh, So, together, you know, I feel like they can make something happen. And then Steve Austin, I think, is on a really good trajectory to Bret Hart. And I think that pairing is going to be really, really fun to watch. And like Dallas said, you throw Brian Pillman in there as like a catalyst between the two. Owen, who still has bad blood with Brett. I don't know, man. That, for me right now, that's what's pushing me forward. Like, yeah, Sid, and and we've talked before, we all like Sid, but 
Sid, I still feel like is a, a big fish in a in an even bigger pond, and it's just kind of swimming upstream and seeing what happens. And again, no real direction. And mm-hmm. now he's losing to Farouk in the IC tournament. It's like I don't know, but hopefully with the people that I've kind of been keeping my eye on here, uh, moving forward we're gonna get something decent. And I am kind of looking forward to mind games next week. I think uh, on screen on paper, um, it's a decent card, and it's matchups we haven't gotten one thousand million times. Right. Um. Yeah, we're gonna get a few duds in there, but it wouldn't be WWF otherwise. I mean. Right. Um, at least we know most of the card this time and not two matches. And then the other six got switched. So I'm staying hopeful. I didn't like this episode. The in-ring action wasn't good. It was very par for the course kind of deal. There was no real standout segments or anything like that. Um, you get the Sultan debut. I think he had a decent showing. Um, but he's got two anchors tied to his ankles and Iron Sheik and fucking Bob Backlund. Uh, I don't know, man. Mixed bag, but for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Bob and say it was pretty much a dud. Yeah, I mean it was. All right, I think I think we're all, I think we're all on the same page about that. I'm hoping that uh, in your house is not a dud next week but i think the card looks pretty decent so um if they if they really fuck it up <laughs> there's got to be at least something good on that show right yeah and here's the thing i've actually seen uh mind games before i actually uh did a breakdown on mind games for wrestlingrecaps.com probably uh four or five years ago at this point so definitely check that out but uh, this is a show i remember this is a show i know i've seen um and from what I can remember, I did enjoy the show. So hopefully I'm not just uh, looking back at it with rose-colored glasses. We'll see. Well, and seeing it in context might change uh, that up a little bit. You never completely. know. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I t- even if I know it's going to be a bad show, I feel like watching a two-hour pay-per-view brings some uh, level of entertainment regardless. It kind of freshens up when you're having to watch four or five raws before you even get to it which is better than having to watch between nine and 13 raws oh my god dude i don't miss those days i really don't those were not fun yeah um but yeah i mean mind games i believe it's in philadelphia so you know that crowd is going to be wild probably for sure uh king of the ring 95 when they completely shit on that outcome for the most part so there's stuff I think to be interested in, and uh, hopefully it doesn't disappoint too much. But uh, do you guys have anything else before we head into mind games next week? No. Oh, it's, it sounded like Dallas almost almost had something. I was trying to think of something else, but I I, you don't. I, just, I just couldn't pull it out of me. Yeah. Um. I don't think so. And and to me. I almost wish that, and I'll say this, this one last thing. I almost wish that the Sean and Mankind situation had a little bit more time to mature Mm -hmm. as an angle rather than 
you know, kind of a swap in per se. Because let's be serious here. Vader probably should have got a return match on a pay-per-view. Yeah. If the first one had gone how it was probably supposed to go. So to me, it feels like, hey, uh, Vader was not good with Shawn Michaels. And hey, Shawn fucking hates Vader. So let's do something else. Um, I, I really wish that it wasn't that case because I think there's definitely a dynamic there that you could do with mankind and a character like Shawn Michaels. Um, again, two two really opposite personas. Right. So I don't know. I guess if anything, that's a little bit of a bummer that we're getting that for the first time on pay-per-view and there's no real heat there i mean he what he attacked him just randomly and that's kind of what we're building a pay-per-view match off of i don't know that's the only thing as far as the main event other than that i'm looking forward to it because i know both guys can work a fucking match so you know there is a little bit of a silver lining but if i have to critique something of the card going into it other than the obvious guys like Oh, you know, Jerry Lawler being on the card and uh, Jose Lothario being on the card. I would say yeah. that, uh, that's, I guess, my my biggest letdown is that the, the Shawn Michaels-Mankind confrontation didn't get a little bit more juice in the tank before uh, blasting off here on Mind Games. <coughs> I don't really mind the, uh, the weak, I guess you could say, main event storyline because it's a secondary pay-per-view. It's a B-level pay-per-view. So yeah, and that's true, too. You can get away with it. Right. That's true, too. Yeah, so that that doesn't bother me too much. But, uh, all right, folks, thanks for listening. It's been a great run. Maybe we'll, we'll be back next week for uh, Mind Games. Uh, I don't know if Dallas and, and Austin may not be here. It might be just me. I might be playing three characters next week. Could be. That's a good point. I don't yeah. know. Yes, you got anything else? Nah. I already said no. I already said no. Uh, I gave my thoughts. If everyone's listening, they're going to be like, oh, wait, he already gave his final thoughts fucking 15 minutes ago. Yeah, which was, uh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. Okay. And I talked about the show. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a soundboard. You won't. You won't. You're too lazy. You won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. You call them immediately. Uh, I am seeing major lightning flashes outside my uh, condo window right now, so I'm a little okay. Then that's a sign, then, folks. Yeah, let's uh, let's go let's ahead wrap it up. Some- we'll be back next week with uh, in your house mind games. Until then, for Dallas Greeley and for Austin Skinner, I am Bob Green, and this has been Eichelbaum. You gotta hear it.